Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to another edition of the Better Together podcast. I'm your co-host, Ross Picardo. And I'm Callie Picardo. And today we have with us Shane Bishop. He is the author of a new book called The Ping Life, How to Pick Up the Signal When God is Calling. He's also the senior pastor of Christ Church in Fairview Heights, Illinois. He's been there since 1997. And under his leadership, the church has grown in worship attendance from 200 back when he got there in 97 to over 3,000 each week in 2022. Where they've got like seven weekly worship services, three different campuses, and a very large online community as well. And the church was recognized by actually Outreach Magazine as one of the fastest growing churches. So you know you've got someone that really um, is leading well in Shane. He is an author, a speaker, a podcast host, a husband, dad, grandfather, and he just has a heart for reaching people with the good news of Jesus and was actually named in 2010 as a distinguished evangelist by the, by the Foundation for Evangelism. So um, you heard his impressive resume, but now you get to hear him yes. yourself. Welcome, Shane, to the Better Together podcast. Thank you so very much. It's an absolute joy to be with you. Well, uh, just diving in, um, you know, right off the bat, why this book? Um, yeah, The Ping Life was written in in response. You know, I, I think all books are written to solve a problem or we work through something. And so for me, The Ping Life was all about how do we live a joyful, guilt-free, productive Christian life? And that was sort of the problem I had in front of me. And ironically, I wrote this book and did a lot of the editing setting next to my wife while she was being treated for cancer in, uh, with chemotherapy. And, and so there, there's a lightness to the book, but I think there's also a contextual note to it. Uh, this is real stuff. Life can be hard sometimes, but I still believe with all of my heart that we can live joyful, productive Christian lives and that life's a gift and uh, not a curse. And that's really where I wanted to go with the book, establishing just how do you do this? And I just generally call this life the ping life. So why why that name? What What is a ping, a P-I-N-G ping, Shane? Well, technically speaking, a, a ping is something a network sends out uh, in search of response. And so my metaphor in my own head was a, a ping is something that the Holy Spirit sends out in search of a human response. And so if if we view life in, in this way of hearing and heeding the pings of the Holy Spirit, life becomes an adventure. And so the whole idea is the hear and the heed. And that's where I kind of got the idea of the ping. Well, I I know everyone wants 
if they're a Christian wants to be able to hear and respond to the Holy Spirit. But I think that's hard sometimes. I don't know if just culturally because we're so busy or if we've just never really learned how to distinguish God's voice. If that makes sense. I remember, I know I was in the church for quite a while before I started realizing, oh, this is what, this is God's voice. This isn't just something made up in my head. Though other times I'm like, no, this is something just made up in my head. That's not God's voice. That's Callie's voice. I mean, how do you, how do you know when it really is the Holy Spirit? I I think there is a process in our own spiritual maturation. And, you know, you guys have done so much wonderful work on, on prayer. Uh, Prayer is part of prayer is simply learning to hear the voice of God. It's it's being able to discern. I come from an athletic background. And so uh, the, the idea that you can still hear the voice of your coach in a crowded gym where everyone is screaming at the top of their lungs, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a complete reality. Mm-hmm. You become tuned to the voice of your coach. So a part of this for me is, is developing a, a spirit-filled life a life where we live close to God, a life where we say, okay, these are spiritual baselines. This is kind of the baseline for a Christian. But on top of these baseline things, how do we hear the voice of God? And as that voice becomes more familiar, how do we heed that voice? How do we go with these things? So I do think that there is a process of just learning to hear the voice of God. I think there's some trial and error with it as well. But part of it is just reaching out. And I always tell people, the more you lean in, the easier Christianity gets, period. Mm -hmm. What are some practical ways that we can lean in? You know, for me, you know, people have asked for years, you know, they said, you know, can you kind of give us a Christian baseline? and I think it's really important because a lot of times we want to be, you know, we, we're like these kids. We want to do basketball players. We want to do all the tricks, but we don't know the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And I see that a lot in Christianity. That's today. Good. People really work on spinning the ball on their finger and they can't dribble with their off hand. Mm. And so part of it for me is saying, what do those baselines look like? And for a lot of us who come from Methodist traditions, I think church membership gives us fairly good baselines. Mm-hmm. We should be people of prayer, mm-hmm. of passionate prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should be worshipers. Mm-hmm. We, we should be people who, whose hearts are for God. And, and we should be worshipers. Uh, we should be givers. We mm-hmm. should be tithers. I, I, I love the concept of tithing. I, I just think that is terrific. We should be people who offer the gifts that God has given us freely to uh, the service of the Lord. We need to be servants who who roll up our sleeves and and get involved in Jesus's stuff. And we need to be witnesses. And my book before this one was called That's Good News. It's just equipping regular people to be a witness. Mm -hmm. I think all those things need to happen. And because we might, I think a lot of times we want to say, well, I'm kind of a specialist here and I don't have to do all these other things. But that's sort of like a baseball player that says, you know what, I'm kind of a specialist at throwing, so I don't really need to catch the ball. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we need to develop that baseline. And then this is really on top of that baseline. And for me, this is what enables us to to enjoy our lives. 
I opened the book with an illustration about two mission trips I took. One was to Honduras when I was a very young man, and I was overcome by the poverty of Honduras in the 80s. The other was a faith-sharing trip to the New Orleans Mardi Gras. And I was just overcome by the wretched condition of this world. Mm-hmm. And I got home from both those trips and I thought, I can never save everybody in the world and I can never alleviate the suffering in the world. How, how in the world am I supposed to enjoy my life? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to take my family to the Smoky Mountains when all these people are dying and going to hell on one hand and, and are absolutely being crushed by life on the other hand? And for me, the ping life became that solution. Develop a Christian baseline. On top of that, learn to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Go with the Spirit when he prompts. And then realize your life's a gift. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shane, you also shared earlier about just some of, like, you really were learning to live into this during yeah. your wife's cancer treatments. Tell yeah. us, what does that look like? Because if we're honest, we know a lot of people right now, now that are struggling, yeah. especially with physical things, whether it's the, for themselves or a loved one. You guys know that the time to build a good house is not during a hurricane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hurricanes reveal the quality of your house mm. and what melissa and i found was that our theology what we believe to be true about god held well during this hurricane for us mm-hmm. and that sort of intensifies the witness and it, it, it truly gives you street credit with this whole group of people out there been through it mm-hmm. you know I always tell people, you know, when Melissa and I were young, people thought we were Ken and Barbie. Then my (laughs) hair turned white and they thought we were Barbie and Barbie's dad. (laughs) Now now they kind of look and they go, you know what? They're just they're they're regular people. They've been at this a long time, but Mm -hmm. they, they have they have stuff happens to them, too. They have challenges in their life. And it was the first of the summer last year, middle of the summer, single phone call. Uh you've got cancer. And and they told Melissa, you've got a, a fast growing type of cancer. We caught it early, but we can't mess around with this. And all of a sudden we were swept up in a parallel universe. And all your listeners who have been there know exactly what I'm talking about. One second, your life is one thing. And the next second, it's something else. What we decided from the get-go, we, we just sat down and we said, okay, here, here's what we've decided. First of all, God is good. Mm-hmm. He was good before this diagnosis. He's good now. God is good. Mm-hmm. Second, we are not going to define ourselves as victims. Mm-hmm. And we are not going to define ourselves in that way. So this is an inconvenience, but this is not our identity. Mm-hmm. The third thing that we decided was that uh, we, regardless of how things turned out, we were going to proclaim the goodness of God. Amen. And if, and Melissa said, if I die, I will die in Christ. And if I live, I will live in Christ. But we're not going to sit around and whine about it all day long. And we are going to lean in to this faith that has shaped us in the good times. And we're going to believe that the God who saved us and the God who shaped us in the good times will deliver us through this difficult time. And right now, uh, we were three months out of chemo, then radiate or then surgery, then radiation. We're three months out. We've got a really good 
uh, report back. But one of the things that was important to us is we celebrated the answer to prayer. We're not praising God just because we got a good report back. We're, we're praising God because God is worthy to be praised. Amen. And that was where our hearts were the whole time. So the ping life was sort of written in the grist of that reality. And someone said to me last week, they said, you write short, funny books that regular people actually finish. And then they stopped and they said, and they're a whole lot deeper than people would think. And I think this kind of gives it a little bit of that grist. Yeah, it's a it's a short book. It, it's 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 got a lot of fun in it. I'm playful by nature, but it also is really grounded into the fact life can be really really hard sometimes. And we believe this beautiful, wonderful Christian faith of ours holds even during the worst that life has to offer. And now we are witnesses to that in ways we would have never been before. I love the positive you're finding in that and the joy. And also just, you know, it, it your theology about God didn't change. Like you still, you, the God doesn't change. Mm-hmm. The same God who was good before is still good. So what does it mean if you, if what you know about God is true, what does that mean during hard times? It really it gets it gives you a chance, like you said, to test test the structure of the building in the midst of the hurricane, making sure it's strong. But that, um, yeah, I love God's consistency and faithfulness in the midst of that, and just the ability to lean into that. But guess it's hard, you know. You don't yeah. want to go through that stuff. You you oh. want you want life to be light and easy, and it and it will be one day when we get to heaven, but. We're here on earth right now. So we're learning how to live out this faith here and now. I mean, yeah, I, I'm just struck by the, you know, it's not, it's it's hard, but it's not hard. Yeah. And one of the one of the interesting things was when we got a good medical report back, you know, when when we got that three-month report back, and, and we'll be doing that for five more years. But when we got that report back, I said, I, I, Melissa, I want to celebrate. She said, yeah, I do too. But we need to be careful. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure people don't think we're celebrating simply because we got good news. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make sure they understand we're celebrating because we have a really good God. Yeah. And the news might be good some of the time. Mm-hmm. But God's good all of yes. the time. And we experienced that when we lost a child, when we were young, we experienced it just recently, but we want to lean into the goodness of God. And the ping life might sound a little light. It's got a fun little cover, but it's really rooted in that reality. Melissa said to me uh, last week, actually, she said, you know, God has done such incredible things through my cancer journey that I would do it all over again oh, wow. just to experience what God has done in our lives. I said, well, I wouldn't. <laughs> Not a chance in the world would I do it all over again and choose it. But you know what? We we get what we get. Yeah. In, life, in a fallen world, we get what we get. And what I can witness to is that God is faithful. That's so awesome. What's your What's your hope for this book? You know, my hope, uh, I think there's kind of three sets of Christians. You, you got Christians who are just utterly guilt-ridden. And no matter where you posit, whether, you know, in Jesus's day, about half of 
Israel thought the temple was to help the poor and the other half thought it was to worship God. So wherever you posit on those kind of things, there's guilt. We can't do everything. So I want to say to people, no, you can't do everything, but you can do something. And we need to learn to listen to the spirit and kind of let ourselves off the hook every now and then. Let's just be sensitive to the spirit. So I want to kind of get guilt out of the equation. I also wanted to kind of give people what I'd call that kind of clear baseline for for Christianity. And like I said, I think the membership vows in most churches provide a pretty nice baseline. So just give them a foundation because when the storms come, it doesn't really matter how beautiful your house is if your foundation isn't good. So I did want to communicate that baseline. And then the final thing is I wanted to introduce people to just the joy and adventure of the spirit-filled life. Uh, I believe that a spirit-filled life is a life of purpose and peace and power and passion. And I want to plug Christians into that. I, I think this is a joyful, joyous, beautiful thing. And I wanted to express what God has taught me in my 61 years that I've been roaming the planet And I wanted to be able to communicate that with other people. My hope is they'll get a little taste of uh, what Nehemiah would say, the joy of the Lord that was his strength. That's so cool. And I love it because I think sometimes people think, well, Christianity, that's just a bunch of rules and things that you shouldn't do and all the that it just ruins all your fun, but there is so much fun. There's so much joy in letting God lead you. And there's freedom from the guilt as well. If we're, if God says, here's what I have for you today. And it's not all the extra things we've heaped on our to-do list. And it's not the, well, I can't do that for everyone. And God says, I didn't ask you to do that for everyone. I just asked you to pick up the phone and make this one phone call. <laughs> right. So freeing. Yeah, I w- and just my observation, um, Shane, just kind of following you on social media and your writings and what you've been up to, you seem, and I don't know you, but this is my sense, you seem more focused now on Christ and just what matters most than ever before. So it's, I, I just kind of, I, I just, it, it, your, your post exude that. So I uh, just want to just want to give an observation is all. You know, you look at everything that has happened these past few years. You know, I was a United Methodist. You, you, Anybody could see 50 years ago that everything was going to hit the fan at some point. You just didn't have to be a raving genius to be yeah. able to tell it was going to hit the fan. Yeah. Like all cowards, I was hoping it would hit the fan after I retired. Yeah, right, right. You know, I think I think when things happen in the sequence they did, you know, we didn't choose these times. Our only choice is to whether or not to be faithful in the times that we're in. Mm-hmm. But in these times when I felt in my heart that I had to make some difficult decisions for myself, our church decided to make some difficult decisions. I do think there's a purifying aspect to yeah. that. Yeah. I think the troubles of life, we can say it's just hard, okay, mm-hmm. but they're also refining. Mm-hmm. They can also be purifying. Amen. And I have found through all of the the, the pain, and, and I want to be very clear, 
I'm no longer a Methodist. I'm I'm with the Foundry Network and all that. But this has been a painful process. I this is not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I didn't dream of becoming a United Methodist in hopes that right before I retired, the whole world would blow to crap. Mm-hmm. I, that was not my dream. Right. It's it's a reality that that we found ourselves in. But as a byproduct of what I've been through, I've fallen in love with Jesus again. Yeah, man. I've just fallen in love with Jesus again. I, yeah. I'm just I, I'm like a little boy, seven years old. You know, just singing the joy of the Lord is my strength, and this renewal of spirit has occurred within me. So, with all the pain, with with the with the disaffiliation, with the cancer for Melissa, with all of the pain has come an incredible renewal of spirit within me. Amen. And my guess is that it's something even someone I'd never met before today can sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is so good. Well, Shane, where can folks find your book? Where can they get a hold of it? <laughs> well, they always say anywhere books are sold. Mm-hmm. But uh Obviously, uh, all the regular platforms out there, uh, people can can look at Amazon. Our publisher, Invite Resources, uh, is is great and a wonderful ministry. Uh, and you know, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, all those places in in the U.S. and in the U.K. and all of the places that you can do that. But uh, it's called the Ping Life. My hope is to introduce people to a joyful spirit-filled life that does not ignore how hard life can be. It was written in the very midst of how hard life can be, but I have found that there is joy and there is freedom in Christ. Amen. Praise God. Well, Shane, thank you for joining us on the Better Together podcast today. And friends, if it's been an encouragement to you, we hope you'll share it with someone who maybe they're going through a hard time and they need a little joy or encouragement, or maybe they're in that season where they're they're not, but they need to get the foundation of their house in order because we know in this world we will have trouble, but we can take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. So Shane, thank you for joining us here today. It was absolutely my honor. Friends, share this podcast uh, with a family, friend, coworker, whoever it might be. And remember, until next time, we are better together. God bless you.